Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. My name is Marcus Dusik, and with me, as always, we have four ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Cricket! I'm Richard, also playing Cricket. (laughs) (laughs) I held this up last time. I figured I might as well go first this time. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just love the, like, you're so quick. You're just like, cricket. And then, right, my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Toby. I'm going to play Longwin. Oh, my God. Don't do this again. We should have a turn order. I'm just saying. All right. So thanks, everybody. It's a two person game today. It's me and Toby here. Emily, would you like to roll initiative to see who has to introduce themselves first? Oh, sure. What's my initiative modifier? <laughs> Give each of yourselves a plus one. Who cares? You're both, you seem, I don't know. I was going to say roll a d4 for your initiative and then roll an initiative with that number. Well, um, I got a four, so. I got a nine, so I'm going to choose to wait. <laughs> my name's Emily and I'm going to be playing Lizette. All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> Too bad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a ready to action. <laughs> okay, you had a ready to action. You yeah, can use it. I had my turn. Uh, <laughs> my name is Craig, and I'm going to be playing Salem. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs> and I deserved all of that. <laughs> uh, well, last we left off. Some interminable time ago, uh, our intrepid adventurers had found themselves in the Sapphire City, the beautiful lakeshore city of Olmeneus, built half above and half below the waters. Arriving at the train station, asking for a place to stay while you waited for your luggage to arrive, you were directed by a, well, a, a fluid raced creature, uh, because started off with gills and then eventually became a grung, um, but is now a grung forevermore. This uh, flu- this grung named Pierre directed you to a wonderful in in the Flotsam district, the uh, Timid Llama, a room with or an inn with rooms that have beds suspended in the water and also on their upper store on their upper story rather they have rooms where you get to cuddle llamas for the entire time uh Lonlin found the llama rooms and was able to actually cuddle them everyone else partook of the wonderful experience of sleeping in a almost literal waterbed uh and then went to the train station to buy train tickets to uh, Bleak Spire in order to complete your quest for MacGuffins Incorporated. Tipping Pierre very much, he was more than happy to act as your guide for the day and brought you to the Taste of the Sea Underwater Amusement Park, where Lisette managed to completely destroy one of the arcade games. Uh, and you took in a show by a musician very much several decades ahead of their time. This one L. Fish Presley, an uh, enchanting singer, uh, wearing 
beautiful pop collar and uh, coiffed hair merman. Uh, but as they were performing, there was an explosion. The coral Art Deco wall behind them started falling forward. And being the intrepid adventurers, the fearless heroes that you are, you leapt into the action in order to save this performer, only to find out that this performer was in contract to a powerful Merit who was annoyed because Alefish Presley just kept backing out of their agreements. You were able to diffuse a situation enough that a conversation could be had. You saved the stage manager off to the side. Thank you, Salem. And you managed to then have a, a relaxing time at the Timid Llama, uh, cuddling llamas and having massages by water elementals before waking up the next day, going to the train station and finding not only your luggage safe and hearty, but also fluffy safe and cuddly and happy to see you and you agreed to bring Pierre along with you and that is where we left off so what would you like to do I'm just gonna approach Lizette how long do you think Pierre is gonna survive for well as long as we can keep him alive I guess we're not the best at that, but I'm sure that we can protect him for as long as we can, and he will live out the rest of his life as his species does. That was surprisingly yes, it's optimistic. Only like six more months, remember that. Sorry, what was that again, Pierre? I was talking over you by accident. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm far away. I just have good hearing. Uh, six more months. That's all. Do you have only six more months to live? I mean, statistically, yes. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, wasn't that what Pierre said last time? I, no, I think, that, that's fair. I, I think the I, idea I, was that we were going to give Pierre the adventure of a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, I just need to get to level... Uh, uh, if I had to put it on a scale of 1 to 2017, so I can get the uh, some of the highest tier magics and, uh, you know, wish for him to have a mortal life. But... Oh, that's that's very kind. I guess we'll have to get you there within six months then. Yeah, that's our goal now. <laughs> that's the goal. It, it might be easier to find a scroll or a wand or maybe a gene, genie or... Uh, sure, surely nothing can go wrong with asking a genie to give Pierre immortal life, Right. I just want to see what would happen, honestly, after that. Many of us asked if Pierre wants to be immortal. Being alive is quite taxing. Pierre? No need to shout. I can hear you, yes. Do you want the unending suffering that is being alive forever? Hmm. Well, four years has been quite an eventful amount of time. I've learned a lot. I've had... Twelve different careers. What? I... I don't know. Uh, you know, it sounds intriguing, but maybe not... Like, would it be like a curse, like I can't be killed? Or would it be more like a... Like, it, as long as I don't die from, like, wounds, I could live forever. Because I could always decide at some point to... I didn't go off on a big adventure and, and fight a extra planar entity or... You know what? Sign me up. Let's do it. Don't you have a family? 
Oh, we're all a, we're a communal uh, collective. I don't actually. I I I should explain. I said I had grandchildren's grandchildren's. Every new hatching is considered a new generation, even if I don't have direct parental lineage. So I've witnessed six uh, hatchings in since I've become an adult at age one. Uh, so in that time, I've had grandchildren's grandchildren and a few more, but they're all, it's, we're a community. Uh, it's not really like that direct. We, we look after everybody, but I, I don't really have any, you know, direct family that I, or none that I know of. And you're comfortable with watching all of them die? Oh, yes. It's, we're used to it. Oh, I like this one. <clears throat> when you only live four and a half years, it's, it's a pretty common occurrence that uh, it's like you're witnessing birth, you're witnessing death, you're witnessing birth, you're witnessing death. It's a cycle. It happens all the time. Well, I, I guess we're right. granting him immortality. Yeah, I suppose so. All right, anyway, then. Speak- let's get going. We gotta, we gotta move. We only have six months left. <laughs> I admire your initiative, Cricket. I certainly hope that we can find something. So, uh, in order to get moving, what would you like to do? Did we have the uh, like? We have our luggage now, right? Yeah, you can get your luggage. Um, uh, Pierre runs off for about ten minutes comes back with like a giant bag which he explains is kind of like the communal like bag of holding uh that like the tribe that he lives in uh you know has gifted to him because he's gonna go off and bring renown and riches back um like two whole gold in a single day what fabulous wealth is this um Guys, we could sponsor and, a whole tribe of grung i'm just saying for <laughs> <laughs> a corporate day <laughs> <laughs> in the arms uh, of <laughs> no 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 copyright <laughs> a grung <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so Pierre comes back with like this big bag says he's ready to go whenever you are or do whatever you need to do um, and you have your luggage you can carry it with you uh yeah, you have everything that you had brought that you had brought with you. Do we want to head off towards that um, the Marid that promised us the water miracle, and said he'd also be willing to travel us for not the water miracle? Well, I already returned the train tickets, so I, I mean, suppose. I could revive them if you want. No, no, I suppose we might as well. I mean, I'm not particularly looking forward to carrying our luggage across the distance in between, but uh, well. I suppose such is the price we pay. It's okay. We got Pierre. Pierre. Yeah, if if it'll fit in the bag of holding, I'll carry everything. Oh my god, we got a bag of holding now. Yeah, it's been passed down for thousands of generations. Forty years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get old of you, Pierre. I hope you don't die anytime soon. Me too. <laughs> I hope I have at least six more months. Four good months. Um, Well, I think my luggage should fit. I certainly hope so. Uh, Let's roll to see if my luggage will fit. (laughs) Yeah, how much did you pack, Uh, Taylor? Most of my luggage will fit. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor's got lots of clothes and supplies and 
I'm lying. They're all pretty much clothes. But uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, Salem will carry whatever they can't fit inside. Make sure that everybody else can get their stuff in first, and then fit their stuff in, and whatever they can't, they they'll carry. I guess. Uh, imp- I, I guess I can. I, I could use that new monk feature to turn my briefcase into a weapon, right? That's how that yeah, works. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect. So um, I think as you stuff the bag of holding full with all of your gear that you're not going to carry on you directly, um, Pierre uh, looks like the the bag of holding. Uh, it is like, you know, it doesn't really change in shape regardless of how much is in it, but even so it looks like huge on this like two foot, eight foot or two foot, eight inches. Uh, yeah. Grung who just stands in front of you like in an impeccable suit with that pencil mustache um, and is happy to do whatever you want. Uh, as you are walking, where are you guys walking to? Do you think you're walking uh, directly to where the uh, where Johnny the Merid was? I think that was the plan. Uh, well, we were told to go to a particular place, a speakeasy, if I recall correctly. Yes. Um, and I can't remember the adjective for it, but it was something siren. I think the lazy siren or something. Yes. That sounds yes. right. Yeah. 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 Um, so as you start heading down there, um, it's about maybe half an hour after the train has arrived. Uh, you start walking down uh, just some of the roads and all four of you feel a tingle in your pocket and you hear a voice in your heads. So I hear we have a new faded five. Interesting. And here I thought we were unreplicable. Uh, And you feel Aloysius MacGuffin speaking into your head. I don't appreciate this. I I did explain that this was how I was going to get in contact with you. I, I apologize to... Uh, is there a better time that I could talk to you about the fact that you've entirely blown up our spot? No, no, now's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not going to uh, I take full responsibility for it, Mr. McGuffin. Hmm. And I'm going to glare at Cricket <laughs> as I say that. I'm whistling looking at the sky. <laughs> I get the sense that Cricket seems to be whistling now, which is a weird thing to get kind of oversending. Uh, I'm hearing all of you speaking at once. This is maybe not like it's kind of like a conference call. It's a bit weird. But uh, Salem, thank you for for taking ownership of that. I think rather than assigning blame, it's more incumbent upon us to figure out next steps. Such as? Well... First of all, um, I just want to say thank you for saving the train, mostly, at least, uh, and saving the people on it. Uh, And I'm happy that you have upheld the good name of MacGuffins. Secondly, you all need to be very careful. You've drawn a substantial amount of attention to yourselves at a time when discretion was our desired modus operandi. So... You need to be aware if if I have heard about this, it will be only a matter of time until Maggie and Milo do so as well. If they haven't already, you need to lay low. We've found 
alternate arrangements to uh, make our way to Bleak Spire. So hopefully they won't be able to track us quite as easily. If they go looking around, well, I dare say we've made a bit of a splash here. But uh, I expect that the waves will be hard to track. Oh, good. I'm very glad to hear that. Um, may I just also say um, you couldn't pick a more original name? Yes, well, <clears throat> there's uh, something to be said for brand recognition. I guess so. Uh, and I mean, really, it's, it's, it's like a tribute band. Okay. Right? We're, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're paying homage is, um, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, in that case, I'll just take it as a compliment. I'm going to glare at Cricket <laughs> and, and whisper out loud, uh, not through this ending. You could chime in at any time, you know. Whistling, <laughs> whistling, whistling. Just if I could actually whistle, I'd be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could actually whistle. Just that. invest in a kazoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be better. <laughs> well... Um, I guess make all haste to Bleak Spire and try to keep out of the public eye if you can. It seems hard, apparently, but just be on the lookout. Yes. Well, uh, we certainly shall. I'll make sure that... uh, we endeavor to not have such things happen again. Good. But uh, I suppose for the moment we'll embrace it since we don't really have much of a, another choice. Yeah. Well, um, you know, from what I've heard, uh, very impressive stuff on the train. Um, and did, uh, you, um, did, did you get the updated contract yet? Was Was as... Um, not she sent it to you. Sorry, who? Oh dear. Well, um, we are we're rather right in the middle of our our uh, alternative method of, of travel. <laughs> You're breaking up. Uh, I can't, going through I can't, a tunnel. Make a check. I'm gonna use uh, <laughs> um, what's the, the the human determination? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> One second. Uh, Can my whistling be using a bardic inspiration? I mean, (laughs) sure. Yeah. I'll add a bardic inspiration to that. Uh, What's the, it's a D8 for you now? D8, yeah. Nice. Was that this level or is that? Wait, are you using deception? I sure am. Can I assist? (laughs) I mean, are you advantage? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I've got a trait that, that gave it to me. But, I mean, I guess you could. I wouldn't have to burn my trait then. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just... You did say you were going through a tunnel, so. <laughs> yeah, and I just started making crackling sounds. Okay, thank you. Uh, then my total is 29 wow. on that deception roll. Oh, my God. Thank God. Uh, and you're just like, oh, 
Okay, well, I, ma- I maxed out your bardic inspiration. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. amazing. I, yeah, he's just like, oh, uh, well, uh, uh, be safe. Uh, and then you just hear him. Yes, yeah, like, so all these extra, extra planar uh, the tunnels, the, the magic <laughs> that is just, uh, doesn't quite, uh, take up, I can't, I can't, <laughs> check in. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I think, like, just as you're saying thanks, you hear them, like, you hear him just kind of turn and say, Miss Bunsen, like, we got to get a better service. And then it clicks off. <laughs> I've never heard of sending doing something like that. That's not the right accent. Hold on a second. I'm going to get the right accent again. <laughs> Too much kazoo. <laughs> uh, perfect. So um, you've just received some information. Uh, do you change how you go through the town at all? Do you go quickly? Do you go fast or slowly? Do you, or do you just move as normal? I don't think we should delete Ellie. Uh, if he's already heard of it, I, we should just head over. Yes, indeed. Although, going to have to take care to um, send a message to Argentina and make sure that she does get that updated contract to MacGuffin. Just to, you know, I'd rather not have either one of those angry at us, honestly. I mean, we're 50-50 right now, so I think we're okay. <laughs> for, for neither of them being angry? For one of them being? Uh, yeah. Right. It's, Point like, it's like it's the glass half full, glass half empty situation. <laughs> Is this like a, a temporal glass where where like it doesn't... It, if, if it's not observed, then it's empty. And if it's observed, then it's full. Schrodinger's half full glass oh yeah 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 yeah. that that famous arcanist right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 got some very weird timey wimey wibbly wobbly spells a dreadful author really mm-hmm quite huh. well then yes i suppose let's to the merit unless london you really desperately need to go back and talk to the llamas again I will see them another time. All right. Well, um, I suppose you could... Salem will raise the sending stones out of their pocket. You could always leave them a a message. They'll always be in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to leave that one there. Goodness. Um, All right. Okay. God is the most precious thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're probably like you're probably like twice my age, but you're you're just the most precious little gemstone. (laughs) I look up with your giant doe eyes. Goodness. Is that that like a dwarven racial trait? Just eyes that. Mom, if I die, I want you to have Pierre. You're not going to die, though, so it's okay. But if I do... You're not going to die. Okay. Also, um, are you all all right? You just kind of stopped walking for a moment and just were looking at each other. It's an adventure thing. Oh, yeah, uh, and then Pierre just kind of stops moving and looks all at all of you intently. D- did I do it? 
Salem is is uh, going to create a shower of sparks above Pierre's head with minor illusions. <laughs> I'm going to cast message to him as well at the same time, so it looks oh, like nice. Spark. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Sorry. Um, what? Um, wait, your mouth didn't move. I'm sorry. What happened? You're an adventurer. Congratulations. Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, and does like another full jump into the air, uh, like star pose, uh, freezes for just a moment and then comes back down and continues walking. How does he do that? Uh, does he have anti-gravity abilities? <laughs> I want that. I think it's a grung racial ability. They can just mm-hmm. pretend that the rules of physics don't exist. Right? Is that... Oh, kind of, so yes. Nice. It, it is. It's very nice. Uh, mm. Anyway, uh, let's keep walking. Um, quick question, because I seem to have misplaced my sheet with it. What are people's passive perception? 15. 15. 16. 14. 14. Only 13. Okay. Don't you dare tell us Pierre is stealing from us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Pierre has a 21 passive perception, doesn't he? <laughs> Pierre does have a 21 passive perception. <laughs> so about three minutes later, actually, um, Pierre uh, stops for a moment uh, and then just like gives each of you like an adventurer look. Um <laughs> And I cast a message. <laughs> what is it, friend? Um, I believe we are being followed. Um, I, I've seen a few people darting in and out of shadows behind us. Um, it appears like there are maybe five people following us. Gotcha. I'm going to message back the rest of the party individually. So after 30 seconds... That message is. <laughs> <clears throat> well, isn't that just fun? Let's uh, <sighs> let's look for a big group of people. I think we could uh, maybe take that as a uh, a way out. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, you guys want to? You're looking for like kind of a big group of people. Uh, excellent. As you. Uh, begin looking can one of you uh please just make a uh investigation or perception check to, or i guess like if you have a feature that like lets you move through cities um you could use something like that um streetwise do yeah i think streetwise would do all right got a hmm. uh, somebody else ought to roll <laughs> yeah <laughs> that statement i but could Roll perception. Yeah, go for I it. I also tried rolling perception, but only got probably got too too big. Twenty. That twenty of the day. Thank you, advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, you make this decision to go find somewhere uh, like more crowded, a little bit busier, um, and Lonlin you just get this sense of like almost like an innate divine like guidance just pointing you in a direction and pierre is actually like what why are you going over there um but you start leading people down this uh like little side road it's only about a 50 meter side road but at the other end as you exit the side road 
you're in the middle of a parade. Uh, they're like marching bands, like playing. There's all these floats of just big things. And Pierre's like, oh, right. It's, <laughs> I completely forgot. It's Wintermas. It's, well, it's, it's almost Wintermas. This is like the, the celebration. This is, this is a beautiful parade. And it's like this busy, crowded parade. There's like, you know, five people deep lining the side of the road. And there's all the people on the floats. There are gymnasts like cartwheeling down the road. There are people uh, throwing confetti into the air. Um, and on one of the floats, you see uh, actually Elfish Presley uh, is just up there. Well, I'll have a blue winter mess without you. Uh, and you see, like, as he's, like, kind of moving past there, people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, a few, like, people faint at the sight of Elfish Presley. Uh, and just, like, kind of floating behind them, you actually see Johnny the Marid uh, just, like, on the same float and sitting there and just enjoying the show. Are, are we are we trying to lose these people? Should we? What, what should we do? We, we probably ought to, yeah. Yeah, this is a good thing. Okay, okay, I think I got a plan then. Um, I'm going to try and make a bit of a, a distraction, get people on my tail, and then I'm going to disguise self. So make sure you guys can hide. Actually, I, I have an idea for that too. Wait, I don't have invisibility. Never mind, I don't. I could do something about that uh, as long as people are well it, you'll just have to hold on to me when I do it is all okay uh, I mean quicker you can do your thing and then I'll I'll get a lot of them out uh, sure yeah yeah oh that, that I that's what you're doing all right yeah uh, I'm going to sprint up towards uh, uh, where elfish Presley is. <laughs> And I'm just going to shriek, oh, my God, I love you. I'm your biggest fan. I'm a cricket. Do you remember me? I love you. <laughs> uh, can you make me a persuasion check, please? Uh, 18. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, Elfish Presley is uh, in the middle of a refrain, looks down at you and says, uh, Oh, cricket! Of, of course, I remember you. I, I met you yesterday. Oh, is that uh, is that pretty little dwarf around with you? Um, no, they're they're somewhere else right now. Can I get on the the float with you, oh, cricket? It would be my honor. Come on, come on onto the onto the float, uh, and then like helps you up, and uh, like they're kind of in this like magical sphere of water, um, but their upper torso is totally up above the water. Their upper torso is totally above the water and they uh, reach down, they pull you up and uh, then they just like turn to you and they begin singing. Well, I'll have blue winter mess and then holds the mic out to you. Without you. Ah, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll join in with them. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, he's absolutely happy to kind of like duet this song with you. Um, and you watch as, like, at the end of the song, people are clapping and applauding. And you hear a few people saying, like, who's that? I don't know. Who, 
what's that like oh hey i like his blazer that's nice um and uh johnny the marid behind good job good job good job uh, uh, impromptu performance i I'm, I'm always a fan uh so while that's happening what else is going on uh, Salem's going to cast darkness and use uh, sorcery points to do so via the shadow magic stuff. And uh, as a result, I can see through it, but nobody else can unless okay. they've got some hanky panky warlock stuff. Absolutely. So, uh, how? What is the radius of darkness? It's a fifteen foot radius. So I reckon we could probably cover the alleyway that we entered from, which ought to give us the opportunity to sneak over towards Johnny. And uh, conveniently, since Johnny has joined this parade, uh, I guess that, that gives us an easy way to get the hell out of here without being tracked. Hey, I mean, you got to reward a natural 20, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, perfect. So, uh, yeah. Do you cover any of the audience or just the alley, kind of the side road that you came through? Uh, that's life with a little chaos. Uh, audience, too. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, as like... During the the middle of this uh, duet on stage, there's just suddenly in the middle of the day, this like pitch darkness just envelops people about probably like six people right in front of where you are. And they just start screaming. Um, and it's like, ah, ah, what's going on? And then you hear like, poof, poof, as two people, it sounds like they're like whatever has happened. They've decided to just start hitting people. Uh, in some sort of like act of defiance. Um, and uh, yeah, you, I think Salem, you can actually watch it. The two people that are hitting are, uh, it looks like when the darkness happened, uh, these two people kind of both jumped back, uh, slammed into each other and then turned around and just on instinct started swinging wildly. Um, and it's like, one of them is like just a human man, uh, quite a poorly belly. Uh, and the other one is a human woman, um, but they're both just like going like full hog swinging wildly because they can't see anything, but they're just like lashing out an instinct. Well, that wasn't the intent, but uh, I suppose it'll do the trick. <laughs> uh, onwards then, friends. Uh, Pia, Pia, just follow us. Hold on. Salem will reach out their arm uh, for whomever is nearest and, and just try and form a chain, get folks through. Perfect. Uh, yeah, so you cast this darkness and you make your way through. Um, there's like the commotion in the crowd. People, now that there were people screaming, some people like are looking at it and people are like, what's going on? What is that part of the show? I don't know. Uh, uh, I think that might be like uh, the cops. Hey, Jesus, let's go. Uh, and just like a, like a little bit of chaos is happening. Some people think it's definitely part of the parade, but they're confused because it's just darkness. It's not like vibrant or light. Um, but most people who are kind of right around where it is notice what's going on and they back away. And there's now kind of like a, a gap of about 15 feet in front of the darkness, kind of a straight shot out to the, uh, to the float where Elfish is singing and Cricket are singing. Well, onwards and upwards or sideways, wherever Johnny is. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, with that, you can absolutely climb onto, uh, yeah, you can absolutely climb onto, the float. Uh, and I think as you climb onto the float, you hear just like from the alley farther back over the top of the, over like the sound of the, of the crowd and the singing and everything, 
you hear uh, something like some crates or something fall over. Um, and Salem, you look back and you can actually see three people that have fallen onto the ground, uh, kind of in a dog pile on top of each other, as it seems like the darkness totally caught them off guard and they have fallen, like they ran into some sort of crate that was there and then fell over. Ooh, that'll sting in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. Uh, As you climb on, uh, the song comes to a close. Uh, Johnny is applauding uh, and then looks at all of you and says, Oh, uh, welcome. Uh, I didn't expect to see you here. I thought we were going to meet at, at, at the siren. There's been a change of plans. Oh, uh, good change, bad change. Need to get out of here quick kind of change. Uh, preferably quick. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's go. Uh, you want to go towards Bleak Spire? Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, please. Same same plan as before. All right. Just uh, a bit, bit more quickly than last time. Okay. Uh, and uh, they touch the float upon which they are sitting. And you watch as this like wave forms underneath it uh, and just starts like moving this float really far forward. Uh, and Elvis is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Hey, come on, buddy, my crowd. What are we doing? Um, but this float is now just like careening down the street um, on this like impromptu wave of water. Uh, and Johnny's like, everybody hold on, please. Um, and uh, people are like scrambling to get out of the way. Uh, there's like kind of a bit of chaos going on. And then you see there's a corner of the road. And as part of like the corner, there's also like a waterway. Uh, and there's a tiny like, bump in the road and this uh cart or this float uh rams like rams right towards it hits this bump gets a little bit of air and then sploosh lands in the water uh and johnny's like elfish i'll i'll be back and i'll i'm sorry about the float uh and then he just grabs all of you in like kind of like his arms extend in these like things of water uh he grabs all of you except for Johnny, or except for uh, L. Fish, uh, and just fully dives into the water itself. Um, and as soon as you hit the water, uh, you feel yourself moving at an impossible rate of speed. You are flying through the water, and you don't even have a sense necessarily of being in a linear path or following something directly. It seems like you're in a waterway, and therefore through the magic of this Marid you are able to be kind of in multiple different waterways as long as they're somewhat connected. Uh, And you are like rushing through the water, but you are all able to breathe. Um, And after about 10 seconds, Johnny uh, says, Right, so I should be able to get you about 20 miles south of Bleak Spire. Will that do? Quite nicely, yes. Thank you. Uh, this is this is a trip, Johnny. Mm. Yes, it's you know being a a powerful gin of the water plane. I I feel a connection to all water. It's it's also just a lot of fun. I love doing this. I mean, sign me up for this if there's more to come. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Crow, it should take us only about another three minutes to get there. Um, anything you need to do in the time frame? Uh, are we are we going to land in a lake or something? Or? Well, I'll deposit you. I'll I'll put you as close to, as I can to Bleak Spire, um, but it'll be beside a river. Yes. Are we going to be wet when we come out? Because I don't want to catch hypothermia. <laughs> I, you know, I can dry you off. That's fine. I personally, I appreciate being wet. Um, I find it very relaxing. It's good for the skin. But if you, you know, uh, if you don't appreciate that, I can make you dry for sure. That would be very, very lovely. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, about like two and a half, three minutes later, uh, you have kind of no sense of how far you've traveled. There's just been this constant feeling of motion. Um, and it's like you were in kind of this like air bubble going through almost like hyperdrive or warp speed or something. Um, and then uh, you feel a fairly abrupt stop actually. Um, and uh, like everyone kind of like slams to a stop and Johnny just says, Oh, 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 I'm very sorry. Um, and then you realize that in stopping, you've settled yourselves in some sort of river. Uh, and Johnny brings you up to the surface and moves you off to the side and you look around and you are in, a very mountainous, like rocky terrain, mountainous with it seems like perpetual snow all around you. There are evergreen trees that are just draped and festooned in big, big dumps of snow. And there is like a very coldness to the air and almost like five feet from where you are, you see kind of a perfect delineation where you're like where you are it's cold it's wintry it is like you know it's alpine five feet away from where you are there is a line of snow it's about like it's a wall of snow it's about 10 feet tall and you see just like a perpetual blizzard falling in this like whatever it's happening it's contained perfectly to this kind of like edge this boundary I'm well. Sorry about that. It's um something is wrong here. I mm. I mean we'd we'd heard, yes, but seeing it that's a uh, that's, that's quite alright, Johnny. You've you've done everything we asked you to do. Well um I mean not quite. You're you're not quite 20 miles away you're you're 31 miles southwest we're a little off course where i wanted to go is seems to be kind of roughly in the center of whatever this is hmm. sorry how far is the boundary from us about like five feet like seems like johnny kind of ran into it and then just like put pick you up and put you on the shore beside wherever this was can I touch it? Absolutely. Uh, so uh, you reach forward and touch it. Can you please make me a constitution saving throw? 
Yes, I can. You get a plus three. Uh, that's 15. 15. Oh, you got the aura now. Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, with a 15, you touch it and you get the sense that like there's kind of like a molecular wall. Uh, wherever you like wherever you are is cold. That next area, there's some so there's something there that is stopping uh, whatever is happening in there from coming forward. But it's only like a molecule thick. You can reach past it. But as soon as you do, there is a moment where your hand feels like ice. Um, and it's instantly cold. You feel like it's probably like 30 degrees colder just past this radius than wherever you are. Um, but with the DC, with a 15, you're totally fine. Um, your hand is just cold. Um, but you're not like harmed by the cold. Fascinating. I'm going to enter the boundary. (laughs) (laughs) She's just, okay, we're just going right for it. Uh, Perfect. As you enter it, I think because you've already like put your hand on, you've already made the kind of the first check you need. Uh, You enter the boundary and I mean, it's basically like walking into snow. Literally, it's 10 feet of snow that as soon as you step into it, it surrounds you um, and you can eventually kind of like climb your way to the top of the snow. Um, and you are in just this perpetual blizzard. And as soon as your head pokes up out of the snow, uh, it's like howling winds, uh, blowing snow. And it's just a constant falling of heavy, heavy, thick flakes of snow. Uh, that threatened to cover your head even as you poke it out of the snow. Can we see Lisette at, like, the top of the yeah. snow? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, like, you never lost real sight of her. Um, like, as soon as she stepped in, she was in this bank of snow, uh, and you could see her climbing up and kind of poking her head up. You can see it, but you're not hearing the wind. Um, so you can see Lisette. Lisette, uh, Lisette what do you see? Uh, Lisette, you do not hear them. Lizette! Lizette! Should I keep walking deeper? (laughs) (laughs) Do we we need to go help her? It's like herding llamas. I swear. Lolan's going in. She, like, right where she went in. Okay, uh, can you... Thanks for the help, Johnny. Uh, I think that's that's us for good. Um, See you around, chap. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I'm... Well, good luck. I'm surprised you're going in, but okay. I'll I'll be here for another like hour just in case. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, if anybody anybody who's entering, can you please make a DC 15 con save? Salem, are you going in? <sighs> yes. Oh god, that I'm going in. Come on, Pierre. Okay. Pierre. Oh god, Pierre, don't. I believe in you. Don't die. Whew. Pierre didn't die, but... Plus three. Oh, it's a plus three. Yes. Oh, Pierre just Um, makes it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That's an 18. An 18. You're fine. God damn it. Oh, no. 14. Uh, You suffer six points of cold damage. Just (sighs) the instant you get in there, you suffer six points of cold damage. You have a sense that if you're in here for a very, like, protracted amount of time you are probably going to start feeling more and more tired. 
Uh, uh, someone's gonna take out a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a 19, and I'm going to look towards the, the shivering Salem. I, I don't know how much this this will help, but uh, enhance ability, bears endurance. Okay. It'll give you 2d6 uh, extra health and advantage on constitution checks. I, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Cricket. <laughs> Much appreciated. Oh, your lips are already turning blue. Lizette! <laughs> uh, now that everyone is in there, Lizette, you can hear your companions calling out for you. Oh, um, hi. Where are you going? <laughs> Well, he said that he wanted to take us to approximately the center of this thing, and the only way to get to the approximately the center of this thing is to get to the center of this thing, isn't it? it yeah, but haven't you noticed that we're freezing our asses? Well, it's not that hard. It's we just braved the cold in that dragon's lair. This isn't not that much different. I mean, cold is cold. <laughs> it is like. Whereas, like, Argentina's lair was cold, this is unnaturally cold. This is, like, right into your bones, instantly cold. Um, but, you know, cold is cold. So, yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? Lillian's going to take a second to open her suitcase and pull out, like, a coat. <laughs> Trying to yeah, fit it over her armor. Lizette didn't bring any clothes. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're very prepared for this. This might be one of those situations where we have to go find uh, some form of, like, magical heater. Well, weren't we here to, to try to discover an artifact that was causing all of this? The only way to go do that is to brave the cold and go do yes, that. Yes, but if we die and we freeze to death, we can't discover it. We'll be having to walk around, like, 20 miles at least. And? <laughs> We're alive now. Only way to keep warm is to keep moving, and then she's going to keep looking for it. <laughs> this is how we die. I'm so sorry, Pierre. <laughs> it's okay. I'm oh. fine. Uh, and, like, they're kind of moving a little bit slower, uh, and you watch as, like, the moisture kind of on their body is just freezing instantly as soon as it's... <laughs> and they're just like, Damn cold blood. Can Lonlin like pick him up and like wrap him in her coat? Absolutely. Like okay. Yeah, Pierre's like no, Miss. I'm 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 supposed to help you. I apologize. It it it's okay. And she's just gonna shiver and swaddle the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after about like three minutes, your body heat uh, does kind of like stop the the chattering of Pierre, and uh, you watch as kind of some of the color returns to his face, and uh, he doesn't seem warm, but he doesn't seem like he's on the verge of freezing in the spot. Marcus. Yes. What level is Pierre? He's level one. <laughs> Damn it! Okay. That means he can level up though. <laughs> What 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 class is he? I made him a ranger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That's that's probably the most front loaded class, so we'll need that. All right. <laughs> also, the uh, I I did give him uh, 
mountains as his favorite terrain. So even though you guys are carrying him, you are not suffering um, having to be at like half speed because oh my God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pierre is just like in your arms saying that way. Watch out for that. That's a that's a hole that you will fall into, and it'll really t- take some time. Oh, over there, that that big clump of snow is going to fall. Just give it a moment. It falls. Okay, we can walk through it. It's, it's just painful otherwise. Um, Best two gold we've ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys begin walking forward. Um, it is an incredibly snowy, blizzardy thing. You get the sense that this would normally be like incredibly difficult train to traverse, but with the guidance of Pierre, you are able to actually do it. Um, and you are looking at all of the trees, whereas before where you had like been deposited out of the river and you were dried off, so none of you have to worry about that. This was just Pierre's natural moisture. Um, all of the trees where you'd been deposited off were evergreens, uh, and they still had needles on them. They were covered in snow. As you look around... At first, it was hard to see because they were so draped in snow. But you realize that all of the trees here have actually all withered. Um, they've all, like, you can tell that they used to be evergreens. But it seems like whatever is happening is too cold even for these trees. And they have, like, shrunk in on themselves. They started to twist. And as you pay attention, you actually see that some of these trees there's like shapes in the bark that you could swear are screaming faces. Um, and you look around and you hear mostly only that wind, but occasionally you just hear. Sounds on the wind or. Um, just these things. And it's hard to tell direction. You don't know exactly where they are. I don't like this. I hate this place. I don't like any of this. <laughs> Lama's yeah. gonna quietly cry. Just having the time of her life. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. That makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. Salem has swaddled themselves up so much that everything just sounds kind of like this now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really see their face anymore. So, uh, you guys continue walking forward. Um, after about 45 minutes of walking through the snow, um, it is feeling incredibly cold. Can everyone please make me a constitution saving throw? Plus three, everyone. That 20. Whoa. Hey, oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Marcus, last con save I made was a 19. Yeah. Uh, this one is now going to be a 17. Okay, perfect. I think... Uh, with a natural 20 from Lonlin, if any of you fail it, we'll count that as a success. We'll have, like, her ultra success bleed over. <laughs> Lonlin is our magical heater. That's what it is. <laughs> Dwarves are naturally warm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they gotta, gotta uh, stay safe in the caves. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of Cricket's magic, I've also got a natural 20. Oh! Nice. I got a 15 again. 15. Perfect. Yeah, so all of you succeed. Um, And in fact, uh, with that, I think 
uh, Pierre has now fully acclimatized. He had a moment where it was just such a shock to his system, but now, like, the slow, gradual entrance, he's acclimatized, and he begins actually leading you through the... Uh, yeah, he begins leading you through the forest directly, um, and he seems fine. I think with that natural 20, you've kind of lent some of your vigor to him. Um, but at about that same time where that kind of cold really starts seeping in, uh, I'm just going to quickly roll something. Uh, I'm going to go, Craig, you're one, Toby, you're two, Emily, you're three, and Richard, you're four. I rolled a two, so Toby, can you please roll me a d10? A d10? Okay. Uh, let Uh, three. A three. Perfect. Uh, you begin walking through. You're feeling this cold, and you're hearing that wind and that sound. Um, but you begin to feel something is watching you. Um, as you like look around, none of you can see anything. Not even Pierre. And you look around and almost directly in front of you, about 15 feet away, you see the snow begin to mound up as something starts moving towards you. And then poking its head out of the snow, you see this steaming creature with uh, a blue and red carapace and thousands of little feet coming out of it as uh, this creature... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, pokes its head up opens its mandibles and just uh, as a young remmer has erupts in front of you and can everyone please roll initiative and that is where we're going to take our first break The Dirty Twenties Podcast is sponsored this week by the concept of soup. Warm, hearty, full of deliciousness, and absolutely necessary when trudging through the bitter cold of a cursed frozen landscape. Need something to eat, but you're too lazy to chew? Maybe you like holding your meals in a mug to warm your hands. Or maybe you feel sick and want the comfort of a loving meal to remind you of the care your parental figure or figures provided to you as a child. Whatever your reasoning, if you need a little warmth, both physical and emotional, soup is the product for you. We are also sponsored this week by Ophelia Bedelia's Iphelia Memorabilia, the best way to remember your trip to Olmanaeus. Specializing in keepsakes and mementos, Ophelia Bedelia's Iphelia Memorabilia is your one-stop shop for gifts and souvenirs to help you commemorate your time in the Sapphire City. With a retail location spanning seven stories, Ophelia Bedelia's Iphelia Memorabilia is the only establishment of its kind that caters to every denizen of the city. Whether you walk on two feet, swim with a tail, or do a combination of both. 
If you mention this advertisement when you buy at least 10 gold worth of items, you'll receive a free bottle of Ophelia Bedelia's Iphelia Memorabilia Psychedelia Tequila. Ophelia Bedelia's Iphelia Memorabilia, your panacea of items notabilia. Hey friends, Marcus here. Just cutting in in the middle of the episode to explain a couple of things. I had to end the first half of the session. I had to call that as the end of the day because of a personal thing happened. Everything's fine. Um, But my dog was just sick and I needed to deal with that. Uh, But he's all good. No one needs to worry. He's a good boy. Uh, And healthy and happy and everything is good. The other part is that because we record this over two different weeks, the audio quality is probably a little bit different. Where I was recording the second half, I had slower internet. There's going to be some lag, a little bit more overtalk. For that, I apologize. But I also think that this is still a really good episode. And yeah, I think that we've had a lot of fun. And uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you are a regular listener who's been with us since episode one, amazing. If you're just joining us for the first time, amazing. I hope you enjoy what you're hearing. We sure love making this podcast. And yeah, I just wanted to extend a note of thanks. Uh, As we record this, it is that in-between time between December 25th and January 1st. So if you celebrate it, Merry Christmas. If you don't, happy holidays. And here's hoping 2021 is way better than 2020. All right, back to the episode. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I don't know if we're coming back from break or from an episode break. So you felt the ground in front of you tremble and you saw the snow rising up, kind of like a wake in water and then bursting forth. You saw a blue centipede-like creature large mandibles at the front of its face with steam rising from it where it touches the snow as a young Remmer has burst forth. And I can't remember if we rolled initiative, but if we did, I forgot my paper in Vancouver. So everyone, please roll initiative. Alright! Oh, we did. We did. I did. I have my oh. uh, my old initiative score still. Oh, you do? Can I use that? Cause oh, yeah. Yeah, if you remember what you rolled. Okay, amazing. I don't remember uh, it. Roll 20 did. I just, like, scrolled <laughs> up. I was like, oh, 21. Nice. Five. That. Okay. Yep. On brand for Emily. As is. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, 13 from Salem. 13. Actually, wait, no. Old initiative score. Uh, I've got 12. 12, Marcus, sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll use my old initiative as well. I just realized it's buried there, too. I okay. also don't remember I mean, what I rolled yeah. in. I got a 13. <clears throat> hey, guys. Okay. How does it feel to be slower and... than a grung? What did he roll? Pierre got an 18. Whoa. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wait. He's got those, like, frog doesn't legs, doesn't he? Doesn't he have, wait, doesn't he have advantage? Uh, Pierre oh, no. does not which, have advantage. Which, which ranger does he have? Uh, he's not, he only, he's only a level one ranger currently. So, okay. 
he doesn't have he hasn't chosen a specialty. Gotcha. He is a level one ranger and technically a level two expert, but it kind of works in tandem. So he's a level two expert. Uh, so he has the cunning action feature, but he is technically only a level one and a level one. He's just a total level two. Yeah. Perfect. I okay. decided to give him a little bit extra. Yeah. Uh, but uh, although the young Remmer has, has jumped up, uh, it seems like it used most of its turn to jump out of the uh, out of the snow because it is going very near the bottom uh, as this weird centipede-like monstrosity bursts out of the snow with steam cascading off of its body. You hear a... Uh, but, Cricket, you are up first. Oh no, oh no, oh boy, oh boy. All right, let's get this, these legs moving. Um, uh, God, I, all right. Cricket runs forward. Uh, <laughs> and he'll hit the thing with his sword. He doesn't know better. Okay. All right. I hate this. <laughs> all right, uh, first attack is going to be a 22. Second attack is going to be only 22. a 12. Uh, okay, one attack hits. Uh, so, uh, cool. as you swing out uh, and hit it, you are going to take a little bit of fire damage, but also a little bit of something else. Um, what? As you swing out and hit this, you take two points of fire damage um, as just a jet of steam issues forth from where it hits you. But you also take three points of necrotic damage as this thing, as you look at it, you're watching in some... It seems like, I mean, it's a monster, it's monstrous, but there's something off even about this. Uh, and it seems to evoke some sort of like necrotic em energy as well. So that was two fire and three necrotic. Gotcha. Ah, hot and bad. I don't know how else to explain that. Hot and bad, don't touch it. Um, but I'm gonna be using my um, uh, uh, blade flourish uh, for defensive stuff. So, oh, nice. Uh, I only get a plus two to my AC, but I am going to be dealing uh, 12 damage on my first hit. All right, 12 damage. Perfect. Uh, um, as, as my bonus action, I'm going to be uh, going to inspire Lawnlin. Ooh, thank you. I feel like we need some of that chunks. Hey, come on, Lon, look, I'm just gonna like, slap my armor. Come on, hurry up, help me out, Tiovi. What, no body percussion? What is this? I, I, I'm, I'm you literally like, slapping my armor as body percussion. <laughs> I can't do it anymore, I can't feel my fingers. That's good. Perfect. Uh, and next up is actually Pierre, seeing his like new employer rush forward. What does Pierre do? Uh, Pierre is going to look directly towards the Ramirez and with the confidence and bravado of a king, he's going to try toward it and just shout at it using his uh, action to help and then going to use his bonus action to disengage and run away. 
Nice. I, I love it. I that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got cunning action. Yeah, he can. I mean, he can do that in either order because of his uh, helper features or his sidekick features. Yeah. So he runs forward, yells at this thing. Get away from him uh, or something along those lines or just. Uh, and uh, the next or is he helping anyone in particular or just whoever happens to attack next? Whoever attacks next. Perfect. Uh, and as Pierre runs back, uh, Longlin, you have just seen your grown companion run forward and yell at this thing. It is your turn. Uh, as he's running away, I'm just going to slap him on the back and just say, good job. And I'm going to give him shield of faith. <laughs> and then I am also going to start running in and uh, take some swings at this thing. Perfect. He has given you the help action, so you have advantage. Awesome. Uh, both 11s. Um, assuming 11 oh. doesn't hit. <laughs> um, 11 unfortunately my... does miss. Okay, and then my next swing without... Uh, oh, actually, shit, that wasn't without... Sorry, I didn't add my modifiers. Oh, yeah. I forgot those existed. Oh. Um, so that's <laughs> a... So 11, that's a dirty 20 to hit on the first hey, one. And then... Hey! Hey! <laughs> Uh, and then the second one is going to be a 23. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, perfect. Yeah, those will definitely hit. Um, on the first attack, you do take four fire and four necrotic. Um, and on the second hit, you take two and two. Uh, as this thing like looks at you and this its jaw kind of distends in a weird way before snapping back into place. Uh, and this jet of steam and also weird like ichor leaks out towards you as you hit it. Okay, and then uh, for the first one, I'm gonna put a smite into it. I'm, is it undead or no? Uh, make a quick little arcana check for me. Or uh, <laughs> okay. religion check. Yeah. Just as bad. I'm not... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a five. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you don't know either way, but uh, you definitely get the sense that it is a monstrosity. Okay, I'll still put a level okay. one smite into it, uh, just okay. to be safe. Um, where's my smite two? Okay, so, oh my, what are these rolls? Okay, so that is... Uh, da -da -da -da. Uh, that's 13 slashing and then six radiance. Okay. Uh, does smite affect monstrosities particularly more? Uh, no, just undead, I believe. Okay. Yeah, because... I think. Uh, yeah. Is it undead and fiend? Mm, let's see. It will definitely be undead and fiend, but yeah. Research break! <laughs> Stuff I should know, but don't. Um... <laughs> I should I also know, but just, don't. 
That's okay. You don't have a paladin play anymore, anyways. Anyways, I gotta go, guys. No, I'm just <laughs> um, oh yeah, no, uh, yeah. I'll get our feedback and. <laughs> Yeah, it's undead fiend that you get an extra D8. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, so it's sorry, like can you some give me those? Like infernal Remoraz. Yeah, uh, it's not infernal. I'll give you that one for free. Uh, sorry, that was uh, six radiant, right? Uh, sorry, that was yes, six radiant and then thirteen slashing, and then the second uh, is a uh, fourteen slashing. Ooh, baby. All right. Ooh, this thing is looking rough already. And I'll just uh, that. stand in the way. That's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Salem, your companions have rushed forward, and you've just watched as every time they hit this thing, they themselves seem to get hurt in some little way. Well, that just won't do. Can't quite take as much of a punch as London can. Time for something different. I'm going to cast Shadow Blade. And I'm going to throw okay. the Remorize. Nice. Amazing. All right. One second. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to hit. I mean, Shadow Blade will just sail past and then reappear oh. in my hand. <laughs> and I'll look down at it and sigh. Well, that's inauspicious. And that's it. For uh, do you want to? All right. Do you want to move it all, or you um, kind of like? I'm gonna move and try and put like a snowdrift between me and the Remoraz if I can. Absolutely. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's tons of snow around. You can absolutely do that. I figured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. And uh, Lizette, it is your turn. Okay. Um, how far away is this thing? It's about 15 feet Very away. Close. It bursts out of the ground like 15 feet away from you. Yeah. Death clothes. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do something. Alright. Please don't uh, chatter me. No statement that begins with that phrase ever goes well for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna cast Summon Aberration. Okay. Can yeah. I, do that? I believe you can. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm just looking it up because I can't remember it offhand exactly what it does because it's one of those new ones. But uh, yeah, I uh, I mean you can definitely do it. Dope. Um, I'm going to summon a star spawn. Okay. Wait, what's what's better? What's better? Ooh, you know what? Beholding is kind of like what the archives do, so I think I'm going to summon a beholder kid. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, it's friendly. It's right. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. I mean, okay, the other one you did summon was kind of friendly, but it was also kind of rude. Well, that one I didn't have. That one just happened because I got hurt. That was, oh. that, this one is intentional. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so I'm going to summon a Beholderkin. And, yeah. Alright. Uh, can you please describe what your Beholderkin looks like as you summon it? Okay. So, um... Well, that's gonna, like, start backing up first. <laughs> kind of like a witness <laughs> thing. Um, and, like, put both of her hands on the ground. Oh, I really hope that this works. And from the ground just rises just this this massive ball of, of tentacles and eyes and it's it's a little bit different than your average beholder. They're they're normally like purple. This one is just like disgusting. Um it's covered in like black ink. It's and just too many mouths and too many eyes. Um and it's just gonna like rush forward towards this thing. Wait, I have a picture. What the f- that's like a gibbering like that, mother like covered in black ink. That that looks oh like God. a gibbering mother. Nice. I, Thanks. Yeah, this is oh something from the far realm, isn't it? Or no, it's this is from uh, yeah, the, chaos or something. Yeah. It is a gibbering yeah. mother, but it's oh, okay. it really yeah, all under beholder kin. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't have cryptophobia. This is uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Wait, I have to Oh, that's friendlier. Oh, can we have him? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm gonna be because of all those extra tentacles. What do you command me to do, Oh, jeez, um... You, every time that I do this, they they ask me what I want. I I just I like the idea that this beholder kid is is Mickey Mouse or Goofy or whatever Daffy Duck. Yeah, it's a beholder kid with a duck bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much worse. Ducks are abominations. All right, uh, you keep y'all. You keep asking me what you want. I just—it's—it's quite obvious what I want. We're being attacked. I would really appreciate it if you could use your um your eye ray on that thing. Yes, of course. My dinner. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, and it's gonna do whatever you want. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm gonna get it to use its eye ray on the thing. Alright. Do I roll for it? Uh, I believe you do. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like your ranged spell attack. Ooh, okay. Um, is it, wait, do I use the, the spirit block or do I use my range attack? Uh, well, I believe you, you. It says your spell attack modifier to hit, so you use your oh. spell attack modifier because it scales as better. you go. Okay. Up. <laughs> That's twenty six. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that That's definitely 26. hits. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that's what's the spells level psychic damage. This is this is all very new yeah, for me. I've never been this high a warlock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what level did you I'm cast it at? Level you're, you're up too high. Four, level five? Level four. <laughs> level four. So it can yeah. make 
Uh, it can make two attacks, actually, so it can do two eye rays. Uh, Ooh, uh, that's 24. Oh, yeah. 24 okay, yeah, both dead, for sure. My Christmas guys are treating me well. <laughs> okay, are that's... they new to Christmas, or are they flavored like Christmas? They're new for Christmas. Oh, nice. Wait, Marcus, do you, do you lick your dice? <laughs> are they like edible? No, but like, or... what if, I mean, if you had like candy cane striped dice, or like they were like, uh, you know, red, white, and blue. Oh, that not kind red, of white, flavor. Red, green. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I genuinely also, thought you meant like like taste flavor. Well, also edible dice exist. You can get dice that you can eat. Anyway, I just feel uh, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, how much damage do those two IRAs do? Oh, there's a lot worse than just edible dice out there, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> edible dice is the least of our worries. Um, that's 14. 14 plus 15 is 29, right? Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah, yeah that's 29, 29 psychic damage. Oh, wow. That is insane. Um, yeah, this young runner has pops out of the earth and almost instantly goes from looking really good uh, to looking really not good in the course of six seconds as all of you just wail on this thing. Um, and your beholder can uh, does its two eye rays, shoots at this thing, and then turns to you and says, yes, my master, you need. Uh, we're just doing that until it's dead. What, what, uh, what else can you do? Of course. I make a mean pizza. Good to know. Everyone, uh, just so you know, um, I start here. He can he can cook when we're all, we're all finished up here. <laughs> that sounds perfect. I, think... I could really use some uh, some nice meals. Uh, Lizette, make me an insight check, please. <laughs> That's a three. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He, he can absolutely cook. He can totally cook, and that's exactly what he meant. Uh, the young Remmer has <laughs> is now going to go. <laughs> I mean, you roll the three. That's what. You, that's what you know. <laughs> uh, Great. Uh, the young Remmer has uh, now looking at the two creatures in front of it um, is just going to determine which one it's going to try to bite. Um, I'm going to roll a dice. Odds are going to be uh, cricket because you ran up first, and evens are going to be long run. Uh, so I got a five, which means cricket. So uh, this Uh-oh. thing is yeah is going to look at you. It's going to distend its jaw, and for a moment, as you're looking at this thing, um, you swear that its head like is bigger than it should be. Uh, and then it kind of comes back and it looks normal, but its flesh almost seems to melt 
into that weird distended shape that it had. Uh, it rolls a uh, 21 to hit. Oh, the others. How far away is Cricket from me? Oh, he's like, he'd be right beside you. Yeah, you want to impose some disadvantage? Oh, if he's right beside me, uh, yeah, I'll use protection. Thank you. Okay. All right. Ooh, yeah, that drops it down to a 13. That does not hit. Oh my gosh. All right. This thing uh, tries to bite at you. And as it's kind of weird, fleshy distension happens, uh, Longland's shield comes up just in front of it. And it backs away uh, almost like it looks itself in it's like a mirror kind of and it just gets distracted by this other remmer has that it sees and tries to snap just at the mirror itself uh and with that cricket it is now your turn actually sorry no uh before i do that this thing is going to dive into the ground um it realizes that uh it's not going to have a lot of luck it is smart enough to is it smart enough no it's not but it's wise enough. It's wise enough to know that you guys are probably um, no real, like, easy dinner like it thought. It's going to try to leave. Um, so it is going to dive back into the snow and try to burrow away. Um, but so, Cricket, you would actually have an attack of opportunity if you want as it tries to move away. Uh, I think I'm good. I don't want to take extra right. damage. If it's gonna leave us alone, <laughs> if I can, if I can look at it into its eye, whatever it has its eyes, and I can see it, it is afraid and wants to live. I will bestow it the honor of having another life. Make or an insight check for me. All right, sixteen. All right, yeah, you definitely get the sense this creature is like, honestly, was just trying to have an easy meal, and got absolutely walloped as soon as it came out and it is it missed on its attack to try to bite something and pull it into the earth it is just going away on its own um uh yeah it is just diving under the snow leaving behind it this melted pool of uh like what once was snow and is now just water that is almost instantly freezing into slick ice as it begins to burrow through the snow you can see this tunnel continuing on and like within about a second or two ice crystals begin to form on the water that has melted from the snow uh and with that we can jump out of initiative well at least we warmed up a little bit Was that it? And like Longland's gonna kind of try to peek into the hole that it buried into. <laughs> yeah, uh, make an ins- make a perception, an insight check, uh, investigation if you would prefer. Uh, perception. Oh, uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, uh, you see this thing. It is absolutely fleeing. Uh, it is moving away. It's not like it's waiting in ambush again. It seems like this thing is really trying to get away. It moves about 20 feet every six seconds. So you can just, you can still see it's like glowing, red hot, steamy tail, uh, which sounded weirdly creepy. I apologize to everyone listening. Um, Anyway, uh, you can see it moving away uh, and you actually see like a little trail behind it of what looks like maybe a little bit of pee as this thing is running in fear. Um, you very much get the sense that this is indeed. <laughs> oh my god! 
Okay. <laughs> I think I think we should keep moving. I think we need to go. Yeah, it's a little bit chilly still. Could use a trip over towards town. <laughs> yeah, but oh, Lizette is fully like trying to like touching this thing. Mm, Fascinating! What? I've never seen anything like it. I made a pure ink. I can that, see that. Is it, was that is that your pet now? I mean, it's quite cute, isn't it? Oh, I am my own. Yeah, we'll call it that. I am the best of anything well, that has ever been, and I subject myself to the will of my mistress only because she has summoned me. Oh! I am not a pet. Well, should we should we keep it around for some protection, or would you much prefer if I banish it? Is it under your control? I, I mean, it keeps saying that it's, it will do anything for its mistress, and I take it that I am its mistress, so I don't think it'll hurt yes. us. You summoned me, and although I am the best that has ever been made of anything that has ever been thought of, I will follow your advice and directions. You know, maybe we should, um... Uh, keep it around some. I'm sure it it, it it seemed to do a number on that remoraz a bit there. Just uh, keep it away from Pierre. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, it, uh, what what should, should I call you, Fluffy? I like Fluffy. <clears throat> I don't think it, I don't think I can say no, Lizette. So. Oh, well, that's interesting. Call me whatever you will, mistress. And then looks at, like, all of you, like, eyes talk swivel to look at the rest of the party, and you hear, You shall only call me Glorious One. Gloria, yeah, I got that. All right, Gloria. All right. Gloria's quite lovely. (laughs) Glorious Fluffy. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Gloria, you'll feel it right uh, right in. Yeah. I can get you a little bow for your eye stocks if you'd like. I'm pretty sure I've got something in my luggage. Alright, Gloria. Um well, if you require some uh, some direction, it would be great if you could uh you know, keep a lookout for any danger. Keep those eyes on the swivel. Keep my eyes on the swivel. So uh are we gonna get out of here? Uh, maybe, you know, not delve deeper into just the frost land? Or we gotta just keep going further? Well, we've, we, we've got to get to Bleak Spire. Mm. And Bleak Spire's due north? Deeper. Yes. Pierre knows the way, I think, right? Yes. Uh, Johnny, uh, the Marid, did say that... Um, Johnny did say that we were about 31 miles from Bleak Spire, southwest, so... I mean, we could continue walking through this. We might also be able to... If, if we exit, we might be able to skirt around it instead of shooting straight forward. It might not have to deal with this abominable cold as much. 
Oh, that might be a good idea. Are we all good to do that? I, I second that. And Lomlin's still staring at the monstrosity, but she's like, yeah, I, <laughs> I think going around would be a better idea. <laughs> Lizette, you're, you're, good, you're good with that, right? I, I don't see why not. Okay, 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 okay. The Remoraz's heat is kind of wearing off now. Now, so uh, I'm gonna just keep a shift shivering myself to warm up. Let's go, go, go. <laughs> yes. Uh, so your party has been walking. Like you took about an hour to walk in. Um, you can either walk directly back the way you came, or Pierre thinks he can probably, like, with an hour and a half, kind of get you a little bit along the arc of where you were. Um, and uh, just from a mechanic standpoint, every hour that you spend in this really intense cold, you do have to make a con save of 15 because it's minus 50 or something Celsius. Um, <laughs> yeah. <I hate> it. <laughs> How are we uh, not frozen you- immediately? Well, you guys all managed to survive your, your, to make your con che- your cons checks. So you are hardy adventurers. Uh, you're driven by the heat of adventure. Yeah, the passion for my hide and the freezing <laughs> the icicles along my eyelashes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so if you do you want to backtrack or do you want to kind of take a slight like uh, easterly southerly approach in order to kind of like get a little bit farther along the arc of where you would be going in order to get to Bleak Spire I'm done for that we can we can survive maybe we can <coughs> manage uh, what's, what's another hour and you want to have um, any abilities for the you know the heat uh, a little, little bit, uh, yes. Uh, um, and I'll lay a hand on Cricket's jacket and cast Prestidigitation to warm Cricket's jacket. I don't know very much. <laughs> you know what? The extra degree does make a difference. Well, one degree, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to, you know... Uh, I, I am a little bit worried about Salem right now, just because uh, I I don't know how uh, 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 much of a constitution you have. So, um, a bear's endurance <laughs> again. Enhanceability. It doesn't actually help, uh, because it's only checks, not saves. Oh, shit. I realized that after <laughs> I rolled the last one last time. Yeah, um, yeah so you can give it to me, but it's not going to help me. <laughs> Extra 2d6 or however much uh, sure. help. You get? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's fair. It's 2d6. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. And Salem, you're also wearing, like, pretty much all of the clothes you can, right? Yes. I imagine you're, like, one of, like, a toddler who's in one of those, like, incredible, like, winter parkas where they can't actually really move their arms or legs. They just kind of walk in a star pose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely what I look like right now. That is adorable. <laughs> I'll also cast aid on um, Salem, Cricket, and Lizette, so you get uh, five. Uh, 
Oh, you doubled all my hit points. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, you haven't, you haven't actually. You haven't actually. I know, but <laughs> it's still sad. <laughs> Lava, I, 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 I really appreciate it, but maybe a, a Pierre, Pierre might need it a little more than I do. Oh, right, the baby. I'll, like, pick up Pierre and swaddle him in. <laughs> Instead of Cricket, I'll I'll give it to Pierre. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was feeling the cold again. Um, we kind of stopped moving there for a moment, and that's it's not so good. Um, cold blood and all. Uh, but this way, onward, friends. Uh, and Pierre, like, jumps forward, uh, continuing to point out, like, areas where the snow is soft or, uh, like, rotten snow or areas where it would become really hard to walk through so that you guys can continue walking without having to slow your travel even though you're walking through really deep snow uh and as this is going on the aberration just kind of floats right beside lisette uh and is kind of like looking all around with all of its eye stalks but it's big central eye stalk swivels uh or central eye swivels and looks to you and you see like one of the mouths around its face um, opens up, uh, and this isn't like the big duck bill. This isn't the one that was speaking mostly. This is just like another little one. And you hear, um, mistress, uh, I know that we mentioned that we can make pizza. Do you want us to make a mean pizza? Uh, um, uh, excuse me. I got guys. Do you are you are you um hungry at all? Uh, the Gloria says that it can make us uh, food, which doesn't exactly track, but I mean, apparently it's pretty good. It's very mean. It's a mean pizza. It's warm, I'll take it. Anything warm right now. Is it warm, Gloria? Oh, it's it's hot. It's fiery. (laughs) Can I incite Gloria? Yes, you absolutely can. Can I assist with that insight? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I, I've got... Uh, 16. 16. Uh, Gloria very much means it's a mean pizza in the sense that it is an aggressive and angry pizza. It is a pizza that will try to eat you. Um, it is a mean pizza. <laughs> Remember uh, seafood? No, pizza. Oh, he that thing that that was not a fun time. Let's just keep going. I'm sure the shivering is gonna make sure we don't need food for the next hour anyway. (laughs) So no pizza, mistress. You know what? I'm gonna I, make I, one I, just in case. I take that as a, a, a resounding no on that one, Gloria. Uh, Gloria seems quite Unless kind of like the one tiny little mouth that had spoken with that softer voice turns down in what is a frown, or it could be a smile if the mouth happens to be upside down. It's really hard to tell. Um, but uh, you watch as like two of the eye stalks do kind of droop, uh, but also. They roll the two on their stealth check. You do watch as, like, behind their back, two of the eye stalks start, like, pulling parts of the body off and forming them into kind of, like, a flatbread shape. 
which you notice has like teeth around the edge. Um, but it's just trying to do this like behind its back away from you, but it's being very obvious. Hey, 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 what what do you have? Nothing. It's, I don't have anything. It's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm farting. Stop, stop that. I am going to like smack it. God, Gloria. Uh, like a bunch of the eye stalks droop down and it kind of goes uh, and like its beak points straight to the ground um, and it seems like a little it seems quite chastised uh, and it lets the little like weird flatbread thing that it hadn't built uh, drop to the ground and it just like it forms a, a very small version of Gloria uh, that kind of instantly as soon as it hits the ground snaps into a little mouth and kind of like almost as if that is like the wings flapping of a bird but also like I don't know it's like it's biting its way up the air it bites 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 and then rejoins Gloria herself or itself and then kind of forms part of the body um, we will have no more of that don't, don't forget that I can and will banish you mistress <clears throat> you mean um and, uh, Gloria doesn't. Oh, you mean? <laughs> I am not mean. You're God. <laughs> I will tolerate no back talk in this household. <laughs> I'll turn this car around. <laughs> Please don't turn the car around. We're just trying to get out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're closer to the other. And anyways, yeah, I uh, hope so. <laughs> so it will take about an hour and a half to walk there. So you will have to make one more con check, one more con saving throw, um, in order to uh, resist the effects of the cold. So if everyone can please make a Constitution saving throw, I have plus three. Remember, because we're all snuggling him yeah. soon. That's oh seven. <laughs> I'm rolling will, really well right now, which means I'm okay. due for bad luck soon. <laughs> uh, I got a 23 then. Ooh, nice. Got a 15 because of Lundlin. <laughs> I have a 16. <laughs> Seven. 16, yeah, you passed. Oh Seven, unfortunately. No. Uh, Lizette, you... Uh, you're kind of so focused on Gloria and her or their antics um, and you're not really wearing hardly any clothing at all like you're wearing like a, a skirt and a blouse and like it's it's really freaking cold here um, after an hour like after leaving the Remmer has you really begin to shiver in earnest and you watch as your hands pale already turn kind of like bluish in the cold as almost all of the circulation almost all of the blood retreats from your extremities in order to try to keep your body warm you gain one level of exhaustion as this bitter cold seeps into your blood well that's new <laughs> yeah uh what did uh what's his uh what did pierre get uh he got a 16 because of uh, long line. All right, perfect. Uh, yeah, Pierre, 
uh, still cold-blooded, but is managing to, like, move his body enough to keep his blood moving. Um, and um, so I had Lonlin roll last time. Let's just have a quick little uh, roll-off. Whoever rolls lowest on a d20 is going to roll to see if something happens. Uh, I got a 10. Richard got a 10? I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, Salem and Lizette, can you guys each roll 13? Uh, And yeah, uh, Craig, if you can just roll a d20. My bad. I got an 18. All right. So, Cricket, can you please roll me a d10 then? Okay. I got a 9. A 9. Okay. Uh, So, after about an hour of walking, you come upon, well... At first, you, it's hard to see exactly what you come upon because everything is covered in snow, but you see regular shapes in the snow that you would not expect. You see, um, like, you wouldn't expect, like, these rectilinear shapes in a natural environment. Uh, and you actually come to a bit of a clearing, and you realize very quickly that what you've actually come to is the outskirts of a little village. Um as you kind of notice that you're in a in a village you actually look farther in and you notice that the snow uh, is less and less as it moves kind of towards what would be the center of the village it looks like it becomes just like almost like a normal snowfall in the center of the village uh, would you guys like to enter or skirt around the outside I, I'm, I'm down to go to the village. I, we could probably really, really use it. We're so close. Yep, yep, let's do it. All right. As you begin to move into this village, uh, you it's a quietness that seems abnormal. There, like, throughout this entire time, you were fighting this bitterly cold wind that was kind of howling in your ears and everything needed to be said at a much louder volume. But as soon as you pass that first building, you get this sense of as it seems like the wind just instantly stops around here. But as you continue walking towards the center of this little village, uh, you see the snow does indeed lessen and lessen and lessen until it's just a skiff on the ground. Um, but you notice all of you pretty quickly begin to notice shapes ahead of you, humanoid shapes that are perfectly still. As you continue walking forward, you see, a well, probably 20 different dwarven and gnomish figures, uh, absolutely still coated in ice. Are they frozen solid? Oh, yeah, that does it. They are. They are absolutely coated in ice. It's almost as if, it's not like they've been, it's almost like they almost look like ice sculptures, except that you can just see color and stuff below the surface. I think we should stick around. I, I, I mean, how, how much longer until we're uh, outside of all these places? 
Oh, I'm, I'm quite half an hour. Fascinated. Oh, Pierre. Oh, about uh, half, half, half an hour. Okay, we can we can make the half an hour or tape. You know, you know what? No, let's just. I, I'm changing my vote. Uh, how? Because we're gonna need to keep keep traveling in cold after this. Oh, how? How about we just go take a a, a small fire into one of these uh, 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 houses? That's not a bad idea. I have uh, no qualms with that. One second first. And uh, I'm going to step forwards and cast okay. Minor Illusion to to uh, just make my, like, th- throw my voice across the, the village uh, towards one of the houses. Let's just see if anything happens. Uh, okay. Maybe this one? Maybe this one? Maybe this one? Uh, you just hear kind of like an echo in the stillness. The the lack of wind makes it easy for you to hear your voice bouncing on the buildings through this town. But other than that, it is completely silent. And as you watch, none of the figures or anything start to move. Um, in fact, as you kind of are paying attention to those figures, I assume... You can see that all of their features are in some sort of rictus of fear, and they all seem in the like in the middle of running in some direction. Uh, but as you call out, no sound, no movement. So uh, pick a house, any house. <laughs> this is going to be a scary time here. I'm going to cast Dancing Lights inside one of the houses. Okay. Whatever one is closest. Absolutely. You cast Dancing Lights inside one of the houses, and uh, you are, the first thing you see is actually uh, a cowering form um, of a uh, of a dwarven man, uh, but fully, like, encoded in ice. Just like the figures out there, but seems like where everyone else had been running, this person chose to huddle in their house and was just, like, absolutely terrified. Um, but the house itself, everything else remains... Like, there's nothing else that you really see. There is a fine layer of frost over everything. But there is a table. There is uh, There are a couple of beds in a corner. Uh, there's an old stove that is currently cold, but might well be able to be lit. Um, but yes, the only kind of major thing of note is this figure, this ice sculpture of a, of a dwarf that at one time probably was a real dwarf. Good, good, good as any. Yeah. I, I, I want to go get some soup on. That might help us warm up. London, could you find us some firewood? I'll look at the table <laughs> and I'll uh, just start <laughs> smashing it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
I, I, yeah, I wasn't uh, going to say it, but that was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, you go smash the you? table. It's, you... like, already destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, as you smash the table, uh, how I'm, do you go about lighting? I'm going to press to digitate the... Uh... I'm going to press to digitate the, the table like a campfire. Uh, and it, it's going to take like three or four tries, l- like trying to light a spark with, with a flint <laughs> when it's really cold out and all of it's wet. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> as you, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, eventually you Sorry. are able to get a little bit of flame to start going and then eventually it becomes more and more and more. Uh, do you light this just in the middle of the floor, or do you put it in the stove? Stove. Perfect. Uh, as it lights, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a a little bit of like it takes a little bit for the chimney to start drawing. It's so cold outside that there's a fair amount of smoke that does kind of escape the stove and go to the rafters of this house. But after a couple minutes, the smoke does really start drawing up the chimney. And you all feel that warmth emanating from the stove, and it's a blessed relief. Um, Salem, you also get the sense that your fire, um, as you're casting Prestidigitation a few times, you're getting the sense that it is a lot harder to light a fire here, and you feel like every five minutes or so you kind of have to re-up the fire in the furnace it'll keep burning there's enough fuel there but for some reason it wants to be put out it doesn't want to burn um but it's only like the magic that you keep feeding it that is kind of overcoming that as you begin to feel that warmth very quickly it fills the room not at all enough to make it like toasty but it makes it warm it makes it pleasant enough that you can start to warm up and thaw your hands and you feel that warmth begin to flow into your bodies and uh, you watch as pierre actually basically like almost goes over and hugs the uh stove like he kind of like sets out a a stone he pulls down like a stone platter puts it on top of the stove and just curls up on it like a lizard does on a hot stone and just, oh. Um, But uh, you are absolutely able to take a short rest or a long rest or whatever you want here. And if you have a level of exhaustion, Lisette, if you take an hour to rest, you will remove that level of exhaustion from you for the cold. So let's say... We're going to leave that there and take a break or end the episode. Da 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 da. Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. What awaits our heroes at the center of this unnatural storm? How will they survive the cold long enough? to make it there. And what more horrors will Lisette unleash upon this world? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to be 
the frigid fox. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Dusik. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Emily White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels.